So we're done talking. Because this... This isn't just a story. It's our lives! So God or no God, you go to hell. Jerry McGreer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover all of Supernatural, the entire TV show. And buddy, have we done a lot of it? We were like 90% mm -hmm. of Supernatural completed, Chris. 90% clocked in. Somebody the other day was like, wait, what are you, you still doing a podcast? Yeah. Oh, wait, oh, what yeah. are you doing it about now? I was like, it's still it's about Supernatural, It's still man. Supernatural, my dude. There's 300-something <laughs> episodes. We are, And we decided to do one at a time a you few years back. think I was just going to quit? <laughs> we're not going to quit. What if we quit, like, three episodes from the finale, and we're just like, you know that what? That would, yeah. We're good. We're not going to do this that anymore. That would be bad. Be horrifying. That would be... We're not gonna like, if that. you're going to quit, you got to do it 10 seasons ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you gotta do it in season 14, 15. That's just cruel. I feel like you could start a podcast, you could start a Supernatural podcast, and you can either get through season five or you can get through season 15. Like, that's yeah, the only way that's I, going yeah. to be acceptable. Like, right, obviously, right. if, the, you know, medical issues, you can you can do whatever the fuck you want to. But I'm just saying, Listen, from, from, yeah. the, from the Supernatural community's point of view, you either you either finish at five or you finish at 15. There's no there's no mm -hmm. middle ground. Mm -hmm. Right. Um. Anyway. Season 14. Season 14. We have we have some it's business over. we need to address. We have a lot of business. Sure. We have new business at the table, and then we'll get into new the business. old business that is season 14 finale. Uh, first up, thank you to the patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Yes. We love you. We appreciate it. Uh, second, if you're listening to this episode on the public feed, it is probably already too late for you to write in for our <laughs> our feedback episode. Uh, if you're on the early feed and patrons, uh, you probably have till you'll have till the 16th of September. Um, so actually, I guess the way this works out, since these come out so early, uh, if you're if you're hearing this in the morning time, you probably have time to write in your thoughts and feelings about season 14. If you miss the deadline, NBD, I'll save it for the season 15 wrap up. Um, third. I want to wish a, a very hearty congratulations to Chris on your recent engagement with friend of the show, Jess. Thanks. Yeah, we're finally engaged. Us crazy kids. It only took seven years. Um, When's the yeah, date? thank you. 
Who's invited? Um, that's I've been we've been asked that so many times. I, I was like, I, you're kidding, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like y'all know me in real life, and you're asking me that question. It took me never. seven. It took never. me seven years to pop this question. We haven't decided yeah. on anything else. For real. Um, I thought this would get y'all to shut up. Um, it's been the everybody has been so sweet. Like people coming out of nowhere uh, to you know wish us congratulations on, on online, and that's been beautiful and, and really really sweet and uh and in real life uh unfortunately it was too much attention <laughs> from, yeah like my my family was like we're having a party now i was like but we want to watch tv <laughs> <laughs> we just want we don't get to hang we're out with each other chill. during the week we don't live with each other uh, like please just come back at a different time but yeah uh thank you we're very excited um yeah it's an exciting time we'll uh we'll update everybody with dates and when we can schedule the bunch of the week uh, i'll send you all invites <laughs> yeah we'll get all that taken care of don't worry um let us know if you have any kind of um uh food allergies that we need to yeah, account for with gonna, the cater <laughs> we'll make sure all of that gets taken care of um the other the the last thing I want to mention before we get into the main part of the episode is that uh, another friend of the show, Katie, who is the vocalist on our current theme song, uh, Careless Hunters, has launched her own podcast. Um, and I'm 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 putting this here because it is extremely supernatural related. So oh, Ka- yeah. Katie has been doing um, supernatural what they what she calls podfic for a while now. So she goes to AO3, she finds a uh, Destiel because that's her thing, um, fanfic, and then she records herself reading it. She does voices, she records sound effects, she adds in music, um, and AO3 has like a section for that. But as you might imagine, AO3 being primarily like a text based site doesn't have like it's not a really good listening experience. Right. Um, right, right. So she's turning that into a podcast. Um, she's getting permissions from artists and writers and all this other stuff. Um, but she should have, by the time this episode goes out, she should have at the very minimum, the trailer episode out. So you, can, you should be able to search iTunes for it. It's called making it up as we go along a Destiel fanfic anthology podcast. Hopefully I got all those words together. Um, Making it up as they go along, making it up as we go along. Excuse me, which is, is it's apparently the other. It's, it's apparently a big thing in the in yes. the fanfic community. Well, I don't. I think that's a perfect title, and yeah, uh, it great. seems like something that listeners would be super interested in. So yeah, check it out. My suggestion was cranking it out, and that yeah. got that got overruled. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, I would I would have said the uh, what was the what was the one piece of one line of fanfic that i like to tout like every chance i get oh um, with the, the the bulge yeah <laughs> the bulge rising up from the valley between his legs or something that's yep. i would have gone with mm-hmm. i would have used the word bulge in my title anyway jeremy last time i was supernatural okay <laughs> last time i was supernatural dean was possessed by michael freed possessed then freed again sam was chief and then he was chief no more Cass was doing his best but was getting yelled at a lot for it mary was alive again until she wasn't and jack was a good boy until he wasn't with their attempt to lock him in the malik box a failure the boys must reckon with a soulless and betrayed jack yeah, so this is season 14, episode 20, Moriah, written by Andrew Dabb, directed by Phil Segrisha. This aired on April 25th, 2019. All hell breaks loose on a shocking season finale. Sam, Dean, and Castiel are thrown into an epic battle. That's it. That's the sentence. That's it. That's that's I the guess. sentence. Meanwhile, Jack becomes disenchanted with all the lies, and an old friend from the past shows up. But I can't wait for them to hire somebody new to give me something else to read. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I uh, I, I guess I just wanted to say like, it, season fourteen has been has, it's had a lot of ups and downs. Like I think we started out really really positive on it. 
mm-hmm. as it's gone, I felt like they were just kind of fumbling some of these ideas. And we've talked pretty extensively about it, but I, I look back and I'm like, man, the the Michael stuff, like they built it up and then it just kind of like fizzled out in favor of this Jack thing. Uh, the I'm still curious where all of the Michael monsters are that he was creating. That never went anywhere. Yeah. I feel like all of the hunters at the, the – Sam's time as chief with all of his little hunters underneath him was kind of a kind of a waste. The development of uh, yet another female character just to be, I mean, I don't know if you could technically call it a fridge situation, but just to be completely fucking brutally murdered, mm-hmm. <laughs> it sucks ass. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but I will say the 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 finale, the climax of this episode was some of the most exciting. Excited, excited! I've felt about Supernatural in a long time. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It feels like sometimes when they have too many things to to juggle, they can start to fumble it a little bit. I feel like this season, in my opinion, suffered from uh, character development a little bit, or character motivation maybe, or I. It just sort of seemed like Sam and Dean. Like I never really was fully. I mean, I've complained more vocally about Dean, but um, I, I just never fully full, felt fully invested in what like they were up to and what they were actually trying to do and why they were trying to do it, why they wanted to do it. It just it seemed a little bit all over the place. But then they seemed they were able to narrow it back down and they and into a perfect point right at the end here. But it, Dean in particular, I felt like we just got him back. I was like, there's my boy. They gave him back to us right at the end. And I really, really liked that. Another thing about this episode that maybe I've said before, but this helped me solidify it was I'm so excited that they went on location. They went to yeah, a place. They went to a place. Uh, anytime, like an anytime they're place. outside. Yeah. It was, it was, it's always, a, it's always notable. And it's just like, it reminds me how much I, I think like location and setting, how important that is to horror for me and, you know, or genre, I guess it doesn't just have to be horror, but, um, I think of the moment that I became like an actual horror fan. I liked ghost stories like Stephen King, whatever. But it was the intro to Resident Evil 4 when you're first watching, walking into the spooky little village. It's like it sets the scene so well that I was like, I love horror now. This is the thing I love. Um, and it, this episode, like going to a graveyard and it just it felt so good. It was it, it, it just worked so well. And it I think really did a lot for the scenes, because if the scene had help happened inside of the bunker, it would have it would have maybe not felt the same way. I don't know. I'm just really happy that they did it. I'm glad they were outside for a lot of this. Um, I think that the longer Supernatural goes on, the more I get bored with the bunker as a setting, which is probably a hot take in the Supernatural community. Oh, I I, I have been bored with it for a very, 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 very long time. It's, I'm, um, I'm way tired of that place. It, it's, it's, I mean, it looks nice, and they did an amazing job, and I think that there's... I, I think it's not a bad set. Right, I just see. No, a oh lot no, it's a great, it. it's a great looking set. It's yeah. a great looking set, and I'm fine with them having a stable home. That doesn't bother me at all. Nope. Go back there at the at you know beginning and end of episode, cap the stuff off. I don't care. Uh, but it, it so much seems like it's set there, and I get it. it's just a function of um, turn t- t- turnaround. You know, t- time and money done quickly. It's it's it's, time it's, and money. it's a production process, but, right? Like, but yeah, every every conflict takes place in the same location, and it's like it, all right, yeah, uh, and even the as somebody that spends a lot of time going through like in five second increments every single supernatural episode looking for clips to use in music videos where either people aren't talking or people aren't like literally just staring and it's like three quarters of the of the screen is just their face um it's any anything like this where you you, they break out of their 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 box a little bit is always extremely appreciated they've even done some stuff in the bunker that i think has been really interesting don't get me wrong i'm not Mm -hmm. hating on the bunker entirely i just Boy, like at the end of this, if 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 God could have just like killed Jack and and the bunker at the same time, <laughs> that would have been super exciting yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I, I think overall this is really successful in getting me back into a place where I'm ready to finish Supernatural. Like the at the end of this episode, like the stuff that happens is is very exciting, and I think puts us on a kind of a really good pace of like, all right, let's get this yeah. shit fucking done. Um, they always they always get us excited at these season finales. Um, they do, and I'm I'm hopefully you know they knew season fifteen was the end, so hopefully it's going to be a um, strong path. I don't even care if we don't like the ending. If they can at least tell like solid stories throughout the season, I think I will be satisfied. Um, don't don't hold me to that though. <laughs> I'm very fickle. I um, I but you know and, and and for people that don't listen to or that have not listened to uh, Monster of the Week before, we usually do a lot of like season wrap up thoughts um, on the finale episode, but also on our feedback episodes. So we're probably going to a lot of detail about this, but like it's it's the last season. And I will be really pissed off if they waste time. Uh, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to switch villains partway through. I don't want there to be a thing where you know. I, I I don't want there to be like just completely off-topic plots that we have to go and take care of. Like I want it to be real, real character focused and focused on like we have to fix this problem, and mm-hmm. it's going to take a lot of us. To, it's going to take a lot out of us to do so. How do we? How do we manage to still be ourselves at the end of that process? Yeah, um, and it, 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 I just I don't want to see like a two episode arc where Dean learns to box from alternate Bobby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I don't need to yeah. I don't need to see that. Like we're we're good. Anyway, um, I'm all rambling. right. So we start with this road so far. Good, excellent. The the thing that I remember most about this road so far is them pretending like John still has any value. <laughs> um, it shows the clip of like this is all because of you, Dad. We, all this was possible because of you. Um, and then like a, a montage of cool shit. And I'm like, all right. I was fine with it when he came back, but now y'all being annoyed about it. <laughs> uh, it is a dope as hell montage though. Like this is yeah. this is dope. Um, and we kind of cut to the where we left off, uh, which is mm-hmm. alarms blaring, red lights going off in the bunker. Uh, Jack is lit up. He's mad at mad as hell. He does his. He like, looks cool as hell. He, he looks this cool. This scene as shit. is so great. The yeah. glowing eyes, smoke. I know we said it last time. The alarm going off. It's very, very effective. It's it kicks ass. He uh he lashes out with like his weird slow slow magic, um and then mm-hmm. blast all three of our our boys back. Um, I, I like the way. I don't know why I like this. I don't even know why I pointed out, but like Sam and Dean hit on left and right side of the door and then Castiel goes through it to go into the yeah. hallway. And I don't know why that amuses me, but I got like, like I was, I was watching this again <laughs> by myself and I went <laughs> like out loud, <laughs> like it amused and me. I, I also feel like we've been hit or miss on how effective looking this Jack's magic is. Um, and we've seen it a few times and it's like, oh, okay, whatever. But, here I liked it because we've seen him do it a bunch of different times to, to different effect. So as he's doing it, I did not know how it was going to affect them. I didn't know if it was going to like kill, not kill them, but you know, like really, really do some serious, it just hits, throws them against the wall. Um, and, and Jack talks about how they lied to him and they betrayed him. Uh, and then he just leaves. He just dips out. And that's not how I really expected that to end. Yeah. He just jets. Um, everybody's surprised that Jack broke out. Uh, Dean, of course, is kind of going into aggressive. We need to find him. Um, he, but he doesn't really know how. Uh, he he actually says something that's really interesting, and he's you know he's like kind of anger talking to the whole room right now. But he says you know he Dean didn't even he said I, I didn't even want him in the box. Like that was just the only thing 
that we could do. Like that was it. Like mm-hmm. I would have preferred to kill him the way that, you know, me and Sam have killed everything and the way that we're going to find a way to kill Jack, he's just a monster. And man, I I just I know we talked about this at length in the last episode about D not having like a part two of this get Jack in the box and then fix him. Like the, mm-hmm. the fixing pro- thing was gone. But like, man, he's just a monster now. Like, yeah, I mean, and, al- um, and also like, yeah, but, but at the same time, no, he's family too. Mm-hmm. Dean. <laughs> and like, I think I said this last episode, if Dean had just arrived at this, um, I would honestly buy it more, which is a weird thing. To say. I don't know. I can't just p- being picky and choosy. Right. Um, I, I think in this episode, it starts to illustrate that we shouldn't be thinking like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we should, like, Cass and, uh, well, Sam, and to a greater extent, Cass, um, should be on, or are the correct ones in this situation. I don't know how to talk sometimes, Jeremy. That's why I do podcasts, to try and figure out speaking. Um, and I, I think sometimes the uh, Dean's view, and maybe that is really the crux of any one of my issues with Dean, is that it seems like he's supposed to be the point of view into the show. And maybe I'm wrong about that. But that's how that's sort of how I see it. Um, and so when I disagree with something that he's doing, I'm kind of reading it as if this is the point of view you're supposed to take, rather than a character just having character development and going through shit mm-hmm. and reacting to things. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this episode, it does sort of seem to like lend itself to him being wrong about the way he's acting i guess um but there's also this like ticking time bomb dramatic irony thing as we're seeing things from Cass and sam we're seeing things from jack's perspective um and we're starting to get some ideas about what what chuck is up to uh, as we watch dean kind of barrel forward and start to go oh no oh no oh no oh shit oh wait fuck <laughs> and we see it pretty quickly because castiel is horrified and jets he just leaves uh and sam you know, we could tell that Sam was struggling with this plan in the last episode. Uh, you could tell he was visibly uncomfortable and scared lying to Jack to get him in the box. And now that he's blown up the box, he's probably feeling that even in it even deeper. And that 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 look and kind of aura of confusion and just uncomfortableness is is present when Dean is like, you know, this isn't Jack anymore. He's, you know, he's killing people. Like, we're going to have to do the hard, ugly thing the way we've done it so many times before. Like, Dean is actively trying to, to bring Sam around and probably to an extent, trying to talk himself into doing this as well. Mm-hmm. Like probably mm-hmm. trying to convince himself that he doesn't have emotions towards Jack and that yeah. he can just do this. <clears throat> I would, I mean, I wonder if that angle is there or, and I'm not seeing it. If it's the, like, I have to 100% double down on he's an evil thing. I have to murder. Um, because if I stop and think about it for too long, then I'm going to, it's going to upset me. Yeah. Um, I was, and I, I do wonder if some of that is and, at play and, there. And I think this is all like, as much as I don't like it in the moment, I think this is all like well handled at the end. Right. That's like, the thing. That's the that, thing. Now that we've, now that we've gotten to this point mm-hmm. and we get to when, when we get to the end, I started to kind of reflect on some of my criticism and think, well, it kind of just got paid off what they did with exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> Um, so we cut to some random city with Jack kind of walking around amongst, you know. He went to break up Central, dude. What is what <laughs> that, is, what is this Gossip Girl fucking avenue? Like, what is the, this? What is is, is this, this where Gossip Girl in Dawson's Creek meets? So many breakups happening. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I know that there's there's places where couples will go and like you know take Instagram photos of each other or whatever, like the mm-hmm. the giant angel wings that I've seen somewhere on like a brick wall. Like, I've seen that, but I've never seen a place where just like twenty couples are breaking up with each other at the same same time it's absolutely insane yeah i don't i don't get it um 
But Jack found the place. He found the place and he's walking and we're, we're hearing everything that he's hearing and he can't take it anymore. And he shouts um, for them all to stop lying. Yes. And when he does, everything goes quiet. Um, um, and then we switch over to Sam and Dean who are arriving at a place called the mirror universe. This is just a place of business. It's not near as exciting as it sounds. There's yeah. not a literal universe <laughs> of mirrors. Um, Sam is telling Dean that he's gotten t- in touch with Rowena. He's who says that their plan is dangerous and insane, but has still agreed to help. Um, we get a little moment of levity here when they entered the, the office building and Dean calls all the staff nerds, and and Sam just kind of turns that right back around him. It's like, dude, you're like obsessed with rock music and Jeopardy. Like, you could name every metal drummer from like 1972 mm-hmm. and all. Like, you're just as much of a nerd. Uh, also, everything else that we've learned about Dean apparently in the last like you know since like season six on, he there's he's the biggest nerd in the fucking world. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. He is just the. And I, I actually I really do wish they would lean into that more often, but oh well. Um, Mirror Universe is a company that builds facial recognition software, and Sam wants to presumably steal it, which is what they did, yeah. but or just it's, it's borrow Sam's it for a while. Um, major narc vibes from yeah. Sam, and I think that this scene exists only to give us the like the comedy bits of all of the staff. I can't not believe being able we got lie. a comedy bit in the season finale, <laughs> Chris. When he said the stop lying thing, I knew instantly what was going to be happening for the rest of the episode, uh, or what I assumed was going to be the rest of the episode, and I could not believe we were going to get like a hijinks episode on the season fourteen <laughs> finale. I was blown away. I'm like, is Sam going to lose his shoe? in the yeah. fucking sewer again like what <laughs> what are we doing here we gotta uh, you know we gotta we gotta get the 16 year olds back into it again you know they've been they've been deprived of that good that good shit that good hijinks for too long Jesus. um it, it i mean it is funny but i was like what are we doing here guys it doesn't last very long but it's still funny it uh it started for me because i've talked about this before but i copied all of the like the episode description and, and also the all of the names of the co-stars to a document before I start watching the episode, um, which is a good way to ruin guest star appearances. So maybe I should stop doing this. But when I looked at the like guest stars, it's literally a list of like. 20 people and they've got names yeah. like yogurt guy and no one loves me employee and stapler uh-huh. queen employee all the way down to cuckold and i'm like yeah that's a lot <laughs> excuse me supernatural what are we what are we going to be dipping into here um i had some serious questions about this scene but i guess it's not that important but um so okay uh they're going in there and uh they want to steal this facial recognition. Or what are we doing? Where yeah. yeah. So Dean this? walks up to the the counter and is and is like, what we presume is going to be like, I'm Agent So and So, and I need to blah 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 blah. But what he says is, I'm Dean Winchester and I'm looking for the Devil's Son. Um, and then it's like, wait, I didn't mean to right. say that out loud. Like, let me repeat myself. And then realizes, of course, he cannot lie. Yeah. And the whole place turns into chaos two seconds later when somebody's like, Hey, who ate my yogurt? And the, the guy has to say, Oh, it was me. Um, I don't see this is where I start getting a little confused because Sam and Dean play it like you aren't compelled to reveal the truth. It just stops you from telling a lie. So when he goes to tell a lie, the truth comes out instead. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, does it compel you to speak the truth when prompted? I guess because the whole place just erupts in chaos. People are revealing things that they don't necessarily need to reveal. Yeah. Like when he's like, hey, I slept with your wife. It's like, he didn't ask him, hey, did you sleep with my wife? He just, he, he volunteered. Just came up. Yeah. He just came up. He even volunteered that. So I, I got, and then the whole place descends into chaos and I get, it's just, they're doing a bit. Yeah. They're just doing a bit. Um, but I still, I didn't really understand how the logistics of how this spell worked or whatever. 
it doesn't make a lot of sense. And again, it's just it's just a bit. Uh, Sam reveals that his favorite singer is Celine Dion, which I think is very funny. Um, not, I mean, not really my pick for Sam, but sure, okay, go with it. Yeah. Um, sometimes the jokes are more important than the canon, Jeremy. <laughs> sometimes, Chris, <laughs> as, we, as we both know on this podcast. Um, Sam and Dean disappear into a little side room uh, where there's a TV saying, uh, with a news anchor saying that the the president, who currently is President Trump in the supernatural universe, like we are, yeah. we are in a Trump administration right now, um, disclosed all of his tax information with ties to Russia and North Korea, and even a demon deal that he did with a demon named Crowley. Um, I, I wish I could believe that Trump got elected because of a demon deal. I really do. Yeah, yeah it's, it ain't that complicated, unfortunately. Uh, and then in an extremely awkward moment, uh, the newscaster's like co-host confesses his love to her on air. Yeah, things things get wacky, I to say the least. Um, and then just cut over to Cass knocking on a door, pathetically knocking on a door. <laughs> And some demon opens the little eye slat, tells him to buzz off. Cass wants to go down to hell and examine the cage. Because his idea right now is, we'll we'll figure out what's going on with Jack and then we'll put him in the cage. Maybe that's strong enough to hold him, not the mm-hmm. Malik box. Mm-hmm. Um, but he gets, he gets shut down. And as he turns to leave, suddenly, boom, Chuck is there. Surprise appearance. Uh-oh. It's God. He's back. Yeah. yeah. Um. Jack, meanwhile, is showing up at his grandma's house. We met the grandma a few episodes back. Uh, grandma looks super, super duper scared. And then we we jump over to back to Chuck and Castiel. Um, Chuck has a very aloof, kind of whimsical attitude throughout this entire episode. Like he doesn't kind of he kind of feels like he's Deadpool light in this. I don't know if you've seen yeah. the Deadpool movies or, but um, um yeah. It's uh I can never you know, tell where you are in superhero movies. Like sometimes I can be like X Men three and you're like, I don't know what that is. And I'm like I've first of all I have seen X Men three and I have seen Deadpool. Okay. Well um. you know what I mean, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is very much Deadpool light, which is Deadpool like like one like sniff in the wrong direction, it's my least favorite thing yeah. in the world. Mm-hmm. For the most part it's fine. For the most part it's fine. I think it is it is pretty funny, but w- just one hair in the wrong direction. And you're out of here, brother. Yeah. And Chuck's really, really towing that line. Um, the thing that's really interesting about Chuck is that his character was sort of changed based on something that Michael said. Like when, like uh, he Michael reveals his villain origin story, it has now actually legitimately changed something about Chuck, which is very interesting. Um, I don't think Chuck was ever particularly considered like a real good great guy um we haven't seen him since what season 11 um but i think some of that like sinister nature is actually kind of just like right there underneath the surface like what he's planning is kind of there from the beginning Mm -hmm. if that makes sense the uh the idea i I think number one i think this the thing that sells this character the most is rob benedict like i think this is probably one of the best like acted guest starring roles in supernatural um, even back to the days where he was literally just Chuck, I think he did a really good like crazy prophet kind of kind of situation. Um, now with the reveal that like God knew about all these multiple universes and hasn't really been doing anything about them, it's just been letting them you know suffer essentially. Uh, you're right in that he has like this sinister 
like vibe just just like a, a hair's breadth underneath his skin and underneath this like outward facade of helpful you know funny god guy um and i think it really works especially in this episode and even more than we've seen it in the past like this one he really seems to be on his bullshit and way more mm-hmm. arrogant and scarier which is the intense right like they're turning this dude into a villain not that he wasn't ever not a villain he was just always kind of treated as above that we can't do anything about that dude whereas now like we're, we're gonna have to do something about that dude and i think they call it out later but and i'm, and I'm realizing it now he's scared you know the yeah. character is in is the or the portrayal of the character is now informed by the fact that something has finally rattled this guy just enough where now he's intervening to you know get things moving get get the ball rolling a little bit let's just worry about this later um I don't. Uh, we'll go back to think how things were, because he's a little he's a little frightened. But you we know. should we should point out just for continuity's sake that he he does say that he is he's only there because Castillo called him using the little yes thingy yes. at the at the at Methuselah's Emporium of Goods and Services or whatever the yeah, fuck it was Jack called. Jack was like or or Castillo was like this was like six weeks ago. Yeah, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> we have we've had whole plot lines <laughs> since then. Yeah. Um, Would you sail here? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Did you sail um, here? <laughs> <laughs> Did you take a greyhound? What the fuck is happening? The um, um, we go to Jack. Back over to Jack. Yeah. Yes, he's talking to his grandmother, or he wants to talk to his grandmother, acting a little. You know, he's that very much. Hi, it would be great for us to have a conversation again, like that kind of. I'm, I have no soul, and I'm tr- and I'm trying to fake it till I make it thing. Um, and she is like, no, 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 no. You can tell she is way more freaked out this time, and she says, you know, you said that you were our daughter's coworker. But no one has ever heard of you. Our daughter is missing. What did you do to her? Like you said that she was off on some secret mission. That is not true. Kelly's dead, isn't she? You killed her. What the hell happened? Um, and then before, you know, we know Jack doesn't react well to this kind of shit. Uh, and we see him get angry. We see his eyes glow, but we don't see what happens next. Yeah. Um and it looks it looks bad for the home team. Like I I actually absolutely believe that Jack like lashed out again. Um, so Castiel comes into the bunker uh, and brings Chuck behind them. They're obviously kind of blown away to see Chuck. Uh, Chuck immediately like conjures a guitar and starts playing a song. When Dean grabs a guitar and fucking smashes it, like <laughs> yeah. they're not they're not they're not having a great time, right? Yeah. Um also it's funny there's a line in here i think that dean says it's like i assume scrolling twitter he says the internet gets real quiet when no one can lie um i was like ooh, someone had fun writing that line ooh. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah there's also like a weird like jab at mommy bloggers which i mean sure okay like yeah i don't, I don't know. know i don't know what's going on there find better um, targets in my opinion i guess but yeah I, don't, I just feel like they don't deserve the heat really you know yeah I mean? <laughs> well, why, why are you giving mommy bloggers the smoke like Unless i don't know they're man. putting covid conspiracies in there that we're finally alone <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then we see Jack again leaving his grandmother's house. That's right. From the outside, yeah, we do not know what what's happened in there. Um, then Dean smashes the guitar. Um, they want they want some answers out of him, um, and they want some yeah they want some answers out of Chuck. And this is the first time that we kind of see Chuck like retaliate a little bit, like he snaps back at them in anger, yes. and then physically snaps them all back to the bunker. Um, and so they're like, okay, we're here. Let's have a talk. Sam asks Chuck, hey, where have you been? Um, he gives some bullshit answer about, oh, I've been everywhere and nowhere. I was traveling around with Amara, who's in Reno now, playing Kino. 
I don't know, these throwaway lines that they have here. I, dude, I mean, um, it's like, you know, when we write the the lyrics for our theme songs, it's it's really difficult because you and I both want to make people cry more than we want, want anything else to happen with those songs. Yeah. And uh, when I read them to Autumn, or when Autumn reads them, she's like, Jeremy, you should put a joke in here. Like, you guys are a comedy podcast. I'm like... Yeah, but I've never I I've never said a joke in my life. <laughs> but <laughs> also, we want to make people cry on the podcast. Like that's our whole goal. Uh, and it's really a fine line between stuffing something with too many jokes and like, like where is this Kino thing coming from? Like it feels like they're just throwing a lot of stuff out. Like if that's my one problem with the beginning yeah. of this episode, it's it's that stuff because it like it feels like a it it you know what it reminds me of? It's when we had a lot of demons doing a lot of pop culture references, and that would irritate mm-hmm. you a lot. Like mm-hmm. it, it's that kind of thing. And maybe this is all part of Chuck's thing. You know, he's just deflecting. He's not even giving real answers because he's yeah. on edge. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, she's you know playing Kino and, and Reno because that rhymes. Um, and yeah, anyway, so we should probably, you know, it, it's the apocalypse. I always show up during the apocalypse. Right, guys? R- remember? Right? Sure. And, uh, you know, to the best of their knowledge, that's kind of true. He shows up at, this, at season five, sort of, um, you know, supposedly he does something um right i don't remember oh he puts he puts like he puts Cass and bobby back together or whatever um yeah, yeah, yeah. and i think at the beginning of season five he teleports them onto a plane like right when they break the seals yes i think that we're supposed to believe that was god um and then he shows up with the amara thing so yeah he shows up during apocalypses sure fine so uh he also does a little and I, and I mean we're we're just glacially going through this episode now. But uh, he t- when he talks about this, when he talks about only being there for the apocalypse, which of course Jack is, he kind of does some pot shots towards the like hey, I'm not going to show up for the Leviathans or the British Middle Letters. And then he mm-hmm. says, you know, they're kind of yeah. kind of weak, but okay. And I'm like, supernatural, you guys made that. You got, mm-hmm. you, you, you're mm-hmm. just insulting yourself. Like, why are you being self-derogatory on Maine? <laughs> like, say, yeah. Either show some self-respect. Yeah, I mean, like Jesus Christ. Like, um, <laughs> that's what we're here for. <laughs> uh, I don't need your knowing winks. Um, but he turns on the radio and he starts tuning it to all these different languages. Yes. And we get subtitles for the other languages, and I wonder if it's supposed to be like he's making it so that the group can understand what's being said. It's not important. But what we have learned is that this no lying thing is the entire world. It's not just the area or the country or anything like that. It's seemingly the whole world is now affected by this, which means that some other shit's going to be coming right behind it. There's some going to be some big-ass change happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just, he does this to show, look how dangerous Jack is. Look, if, you know, this is a seemingly harmless thing that has bloomed out of control, so he snaps his fingers and resets it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, people can lie again. There's no rioting. Um, we flash over to the mirror universe where it almost looks like time has been reset. Like the guy comes out to ask about his yogurt and nobody starts rioting or talking about being a cuckold and videotaping it or anything like that. Um, all of which is in the show, by the way, very weird. That's all in the show. Uh, we go back over to Chuck who says that Jack has an ex- extremely dangerous potential and must be stopped. Uh, and that only Sam and Dean can do it and they have to use and he kind of gestures toward the table and, uh, it's a special gun with all of these fancy engravement engravings on it. Um, and Chuck calls it the equalizer or then he says something like the whom robbery or something, uh, which may yeah, be a know. biblical reference. I looked on the Wikipedia and didn't see anything. Uh, so, you know, whatever. Um, and Chuck says, you know, this is the gun. It'll kill anything. He just made it. Uh, Dean says there's no bullets and Chuck explains it doesn't use bullets. And then he kind of goes on at length to describe how, 
everything there needs to be a balance in the universe and that the gun creates a quantum link between the shooter and the person that you're shooting basically saying that you point the gun you pull the trigger it's going to kill the person over there and but it's also going to kill you at the same time yeah um it's an interesting idea he i mean he made a joke a few minutes ago about deus ex machina like literally like yep god's here to set things right and i think that that line probably should have been like uh, oh my neighbor's right outside hey there uh <laughs> 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 i'm standing right at the window and she's like right below me sorry um i think that line is there almost as like a red flag like something ain't right here like if the literal deus ex machina is showing up um we should be suspicious of that. Um, and he's just like, yep, I literally just created this gun. The idea of the gun is cool. Like, it creates this content. So whatever you do to that person or your target is going to happen to you. So if you kill them, it's going to kill you. Um, and I can sort of understand that being something powerful enough to to kill something like Jack, mm-hmm. like in theory. Um, and But the only way you'd ever really get something like that is to have a god figure come in and hand it to you. So... Um, it, it it makes sense. I like this a lot because um, we've seen over the years a lot of like god tier weapons basically, and they always have like real goofy names. And of course, it was because Chuck is a real goofy dude ninety percent of the time, um, and and also because it's it's so very godlike in the fact that you have complete control over the universe, but there has to be like quote unquote balance, and like you to shoot the thing, you have to die yourself, like really you couldn't you could make the quantum link with like you like that other person and the sun like you can't create yeah right you can't blink that dude into the fucking sun like you can't move the matter of the universe that you created or whatever um and it's only because as we're they're gonna go on to spell this out but i like the way they build it up like this is all for chuck's entertainment like this is there is there is nothing that like he's doing here to help anyone except for him to be entertained by the story yeah, for his, for his fear to be taken away and for mm-hmm. himself to be entertained. Um, but here Castiel is, he's like, Hey, we're, you know, would rather really not kill Jack. Like I prayed to you to get you to come here and fix Jack. Like he just is missing a soul. You know, he's not a, a complete monster. Despite what Dean says, like he is still, he's still Jack. Um, and Dean says, Nope, no way. Like we're we're killing him, and if you don't like that, you need to get away. Like this is you, yeah. know, you walk away from this if you can't handle it, because this is what we're doing. Oh man, fucking Chuck shows up and everything goes crazy. Uh, everything goes crazy. Um, Dean hasn't been nice to once uh, to Castiel once this season. Um, no, not a single time. And so, and Castiel takes this opportunity and just walks the fuck out. Like he's he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, I I he, I really. Uh, Dean has just been so mean to Castiel throughout this entire season. It's really ridiculous. Like it's 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 just like I look at this relationship and I'm like, man, Castiel really likes you, and you were sometimes nice to Castiel. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's you know when we've when we've talked about the Destiel stuff over the years, it's because it's like literally what we have seen. Mm-hmm. But here, it's like, how are we supposed to see that? How like, and I don't know if they're doing it deliberately or not because yeah, like, I don't... they they don't have any positive interactions. I don't remember the last time they did. Yeah. Um, it's it's rough. But uh, we move over to Jack again, who is having a flashback again about Grandma, um, but we still don't know what he's done with her. Yes. Uh, we're still in the dark. I have lost my notes. Where are my notes? Okay, here we go. Um, Sam uh, Sam then goes to find Dean in his room at the bunker, who is like awkwardly sitting behind the door. So Sam has to like, climb around it to get into the room. Um he comes in and Sam's like, I already know what you're going to say. I already know you're sitting there drinking because you're going to say you're the one who has to pull the trigger. You're the one who has to kill Jack. Um, and then he starts 
Sam starts getting into how about how, you know, he's mad too. There's a part of him too that wants to kill Jack, but they haven't even tried to save him yet. Like they just went straight to kill. They haven't come up with a single plan for saving him. Yeah. Um, and then Sam starts to be like, you know, yeah, he doesn't have a soul and he doesn't have a soul because of me, because I'm the one who decided to bring him back to life when he died. Um, and I'm the one who had him use this soul magic. And, and this this is my fault. Um, but we have to try and do something like we did back then because he's family. And this is just what we do for family. That's what this whole show is about, Dean. And Dean's like, what show? I thought we were books. And he says, no. <laughs> no, no. There's a, there's a TV show. There's a TV show, too. Don't you remember um, that episode? Season um, six, Dean. Um, <laughs> Sam's like, I could tell that well, yeah. you've been really falling behind listening to Monster of the Week if you don't even know that there's a TV yeah, show. Seriously. Um, but then this is where, you know, Sam, he tries to put his foot down. And he says, um, no. You know, Jack, I brought him back. I, I introduced the soul magic to him, and then he burned off the remainder of his soul to save us, to save his family. His last words before doing so was, I am a Winchester. This was, you know, he was he was putting the flag down. He was he was he was joining the family. He he was doing something. He was sacrificing himself for them. What they have done for each other a million times. Um and so Sam says no. I'm I'm not going to lose both you, Dean, and Jack in this situation. I've already lost too much. And and I guess that's something that we're supposed to kind of be reading from Sam these last, you know, this whole season, really. He, he Not only did he lose Mary, but he also took the, the loss of those hunters really hard. He's, he feels like a failed leader, a failed father figure, failed brother, failed son. All that's kind of bundled up into this desperate attempt to try and convince Dean, we don't need to go through with this. We need to find a way. Um, and... I didn't know how this scene really played out because Sam walks away and Dean takes a hard swig of that whiskey um, and he kind of, you know, leans his head back. And I didn't know if that was a Dean being hit by Sam's words or a Dean saying, I, I don't hear you. I am not listening. Yeah. Which is what the way it read to me. The way it read to me is like, Dean, it doesn't matter. I have to do this. I have no choice. Even though, you know, Sam just literally told him, like, isn't everything we've been doing since the the first apocalypse about having a choice like you were the one that like doubled down and said like we it's not just the way that it's supposed to be like we have free will mm-hmm. like that's the reason people call us team free will yeah but i really read and this it, as, it, as 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 him as dean just being fatalistic and saying or thinking to himself of like i i don't have sam's permission but it, that's that's sad because i'm gonna have to go like kill myself to kill this monster um, whether or not he is drinking to try to make himself believe that, like maybe he's, you know, I'd like to have, I'd like to give Dean the benefit of the doubt for like having to psych himself up for this. And then of course, eventually failing to do it at the end of the episode. So, I don't know. yeah. Um, and I was just drawing parallels to season four, you know, an episode or two ago. Um, it is kind of building the tension in the same way. Um, it's been a while since I've seen the season four finale, but we know that, Dean is trying to do one thing and Sam is trying to do another. And as Sam is getting closer and closer to killing Lilith, we're realizing more and more, shit, he's wrong. I mean, we don't realize it in that episode. <laughs> we realized it long before then. Like, oh shit, he's drinking Dean blood, he's fucked up. But it's almost painting like a, a similar picture. It's a kind of, it's a similar situation where one character's going one way, the other character's going the other. And they're going to end at the same point, but whoever gets there first is is going to be the one who decides what happens next. Um, so it was raising the tension in that same way for me as we realize Dean has moved into action. But in the meantime... Castiel has driven out to the cemetery where Jack is. I don't remember how he got there. He's either 
God told him or he used the facial tech. I don't remember which one. I, he, he drives up to the cemetery. He drives to the cemetery and, and Jack just, uh, just I think Jack finds Castiel is, is what happens. Cause that's, he, I think that's what it yeah. is because Castiel gets out of his car and, and slams it in anger yeah. in a way that we've never seen Castiel react before. I don't even think we see the Impala in this episode actually now that I think about we it. We do. Um, we do at the very end. We do? Um, okay. Yeah. okay. Um, so... It, th- this is interesting because when Jack pops up, like there's obviously like this emotional kind of pause, and then Castiel just being the father figure that he is, and God love him for it, just like reaches over and hugs Jack, which I think is yeah. really emotional. Like just that immediate acceptance of like, hey, you're a person and I love you. We we still have a lot to talk about, but that immediate acceptance of who somebody is, mm-hmm. I think it can be really really important, and it, it says a lot Castiel about. Castiel makes you feel like Jack can be saved. Exactly. Yeah, and he still has faith. Right. That's been the whole thing since before Jack was born. Is that Castiel believed in him. Um, we go back over to the bunker and we see, uh, Chuck and, um, I guess the library or whatever playing with the archangel blade. Uh, he says, you know, he hasn't seen one of these in a long time, which seemed really suspicious to me. (laughs) So, uh, I wonder if those are going to be popping up left and right in season 15. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sam wants to know like how many universes there are out there. Um, because that's where they got this one from. It's from a different universe. Uh, and Chuck doesn't even know. He kind of starts rattling them off and, you know, Hey, one's one goes in reverse and one doesn't have the color yellow. And one is all squirrels. Like they could just be anything. Um, Mm -hmm. and Sam just bluntly asked Chuck, like, is what Michael said is true. Like, do you just create the worlds and just throw them away when the stories to work, work don't, don't work? Like, is that what you're doing for us? Uh, and Chuck says that this Sam and Dean, this version of Sam and Dean across all of the versions of the universes are his favorite Sam and Dean because mm-hmm. they are so interesting, um, which is probably yeah. extremely terrifying. Like, I don't know. This th- is, yeah. Starts to be another red flag. And before we can get to the end of this conversation, we cut back to Castiel and Jack. Um, and Jack explains, and this is kind of what we've been you know, hinging a lot of this episode on, I guess. Uh, Jack explains that he went to see his grandmother uh, and he was accused of killing his mother. Uh, and he, obviously not in the way that <laughs> he thinks about it, but he, Jack explains that that's something that he used to really hate himself for, was that his birth took his mother's life. You know, he never got to be with her. He never got to, to know her. Um, and, and that's a, that was a hole that was in his heart forever. Um, but he doesn't hate himself for it anymore because he doesn't feel anything. Um, but, uh, then we finally get to see that Jack did not kill his grandmother. He just ran away. He scared the shit out of her by flashing his eyes, and then he just ran away. Yeah. Um, which shows there is still some compassion, some some something in there. He doesn't just kill everything. There is there's still something that can be saved here. And Cass just pats him on the shoulder. And then we cut back to Sam and Chuck. And I feel like even though there's there's nothing crazy going on, that the tension is like really starting to build Absolutely. between Sam yeah. and Chuck. Something I want to point out with the chat conversation too is something that um like way back when, when Autumn and I were talking about having kids and she was doing like a lot of research about it. And um, like both of our parents are divorced. <laughs> like we haven't had like, like I, I love my parents to death. Like I'm not going to say anything about the same with Autumn, but like both of us may be a little nervous about bringing children in with based with our own history as, as with our mm-hmm. parents and everything. Um, one of the things that she kept finding online and that people would say is like, if you're doing 
Like if you're if you're a little bit worried about it, you're already like a pretty good parent. <laughs> like if you're worried enough to go look shit up, like if you're worried enough to want to be better, if you're worried enough to like have the concern that you may not be good, you're already a pretty fucking decent person because a lot of people don't have that. And I feel like that's like the core thing with Jack right now is like he he used to hate himself. He doesn't really feel anything anymore, but he feels that not feeling anything is wrong and he wants to address mm-hmm. it. And like that yeah, to me is, no, is what Sam leaned into it. When Sam didn't have a soul, he was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. All yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's time to have sex with the sex workers and murder and fuck a whole town. Like let's, 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 I've been, let's, I've been burdened for too long. Let's go. Let's go brother. Let's, let's, let's fucking, I'm going to do some pull ups in this hotel room and I'm going to have the time of my life. Um, so I just I just think that like Jack having that like even just a tiniest little bit of hook to hang a, a moral compass on is important, mm-hmm. um, even if he's like completely lost it. And obviously, like the killing of Mary Winchester is a huge thing. Like they couldn't, it could have been literally anything else, and I think that Dean wouldn't be having the reaction he is, but had to be mm-hmm. his mom, or had to be right. Sam, or had to be somebody that was he was close to to have this whole thing. In. Yeah, that's that was the only way. Um... Yeah, so back to Sam, and he asks Chuck, like, are you always watching us? And Chuck says, yeah, you know, you guys are my favorite, so yes, I'm, al- I'm always watching you. And then Sam is like, then why don't you why do you, why don't you do anything? Why don't, why do we always have to do everything? Why do we always have to be the ones who save the world? And he says, it's because you're my guys. You're my guys. Because <laughs> um, you're my guys. Um, and then he kind of just like, it's like he deflects like as we're learning like they're just entertainment for chuck mm-hmm. um and and but we're learning something something's going on here he deflects and he's like listen we need to focus on on finding jack um and and taking care of this and chuck's getting a little irritable and sam accuses him of of being afraid he's you're afraid of jack aren't you um and this is when chuck just decides you know what i already know where jack is yes you're right um Sam says, then what are you waiting for? And oh, nothing. Dean is already gone. We learned that while they're having this little conversation, Chuck has been withholding information from the Winchester who might not kill Jack Mm -hmm. and has just given it straight to Dean, who has already left. He is already on his way to do the deed. Um, We cut back over to the cemetery where Jack is telling Castiel that ever since the the incident, the accident, uh, ever since that he killed Mary, he's been trying to be good. He has a real heartbreaking line here that says, I'll ever want it to be good, but all I am now is empty. Um, and he tells Castiel, like, I can, I can feel that you, you love me. I can feel that, that you were here, but I can't, I don't feel a way to return that love. He's like, I feel that you love me and I want to love you back, but I can't, I can't do it. Uh, and Castiel says, you can't, yet yet again castiel reinforcing like this isn't the end we can still we can still fix this we can still move forward let's not give up yet and then um he says hey we need to get someplace safe and then dean shows up <laughs> yeah. dean shows up like 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 the terminator or like he's like the movie villain just caught up to you and you're mm-hmm. like fuck like the music changes and everything uh i love the way the rest of this episode plays out a lot i was I was on the edge of my seat. I um, yeah, definitely. Some of the stuff that happens in here, I was literally like, "Yeah!" Like I was fucking excited about it. Um, and it's this point yes. forward that I think like there's 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 not a flaw unless we can come up with one as as we speak. But uh, the first thing that I love about this is Castiel immediately, with no hesitation, stands in between Dean and Jack and tells Jack to run. 
Um, and of course, Jack doesn't do that, but um, Castiel immediately standing up and saying, "Like, I'm not going to let Dean do this." And unfortunately, like Jack throws him across the fucking <laughs> place. Um, and that's when Jack realizes, like, "Hey, Dean's not there to to lock him up. Uh, Dean is is there with a weapon to kill him." And instead of fighting back, uh, Jack just kneels to the ground, and the music is this like kind of goes into this marching rhythm almost like this kind of militaristic marching kind of, you know, a mm-hmm. freight train is a coming kind of thing as Dean, like something's building. Yeah. yeah. Something's building and moving forward. And here we go. Here we go. And, and of course the dramatic irony is that Sam just learned Dean is being manipulated by Chuck. Yeah. They all are. Um, but Dean takes aim at, uh, Jack and that's I when, didn't realize I've been using this picture of Jack for podcast art for so long. I had no is, idea is this the, the context one? of the scene. <laughs> that's so I funny. I used that picture with Jack Neal like, looking up. I, it was just like a good angle of his face. I use it all the time. <laughs> that's really funny. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> when you Whoopsie. finally understand the context of something. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, Sam appears, and this is a really serious section of the, of the show, but I just want to mention, because I called it out the last time, this is the car that Castiel was driving a while back, I think when they went to mm-hmm. the Emporium, and I was like, who is the fucking prop guy that put bird shit on the hoopty that they're driving? <laughs> and the bird shit is still there on the hoopty, and it's, uh. I don't, like, someone at, someone at the Supernatural staff, get at me, please. I just want to know about the bird shit. I want to know who, who was responsible for it. Um, uh. Anyway, Sam appears. Uh, he's rushing through the graveyard. Uh, he's running as fast as his incredible 47Ls will take him. Uh, yeah. Jack says, uh, I understand. I know what I have done. And you were right all along. I am a monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam kind of rushes up and stops. Which is, this is not where we expected Jack to go. No, not this at is- all. You know, we're we're actually expecting him to go full villain after what they did to him. You know, he he would be reluctant. It's not like he would want to do this. He would purr him to do it, kind of. Um, but we, I expected him to just go in the other direction, like that. Mary was just step one. It, we're thinking what what Dean is thinking. We're assuming that the show is going to do what Dean assumes is going to happen. Um, but that isn't what has happened here. He did that one bad thing, and he screwed up a couple times since. And soul or no soul. This isn't what Jack wants. Jack knows that this is bad, and he doesn't want to be this thing, whatever he is, and to submit to to death like this. It's 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 tragic for him. You know, this is not at all what he wanted. Well, it, it's tragic, and like by its very nature, again going back to that that comment that I made earlier, it just proves to me that he has somewhat of a soul. He has a moral compass. He can be saved. Like this mere act of him sacrificing himself, like tells me that he could still be saved because a person without any sort of soul or moral compass would not do this. Like, I don't, I don't think that there's a, there's no, if you remove all morality from a person, like then the only impetus is to live and to stay alive. You wouldn't, you wouldn't sacrifice. There's nothing to sacrifice yourself for. Um, Right. As as the group is kind of coalescing around, Sam is there. Chuck appears. He's, bes- yelling, he's yelling to Dean, trying to stop. get Dean to stop. Dean's telling him to stay back, all that. And uh, this is when Jack is saying all this. Um, and then, yeah, Chuck appears. And Sam's yelling to Chuck, being like, dude, do something about this. Um, but Chuck is just standing there, smiling as if he's enjoying this. He's very much enjoying this. And like the look of horror on Sam's face as he realizes that Chuck is enjoying this, as we see like Dean cock the gun put his finger on the trigger and then eventually like we we have these like emotional shots of of Dean. these long slow-mo shots Man. that are like 
it, again, reminiscent of another finale, season five, Sam or Lucifer, Sam, whatever, pounding on Dean. Uh, it's it's reminiscent of the just the slow mo pulling back the hammer, finger going over the trigger, close ups on Dean Facing. It's really really intense, uh, to the point where you know the good thing, the the heroic thing is for him to not do it. But we're at a point where at least for me, I didn't know if he was going to do it or yeah, not. Yeah, same. Had no idea. Um, I I also. It, it it also illustrates probably one of the problems with doing a podcast on an episodic TV show when you haven't watched all of the TV show. Like, mm-hmm. you lose some of that perspective because I think we would have been having much different conversations about Dean's attitude and anger towards Castiel and his lashing out if we had known about this moment ahead of time. For sure. Because when he puts down the, the weapon and when he tosses it aside, uh, that was my, like fuck yeah moment that was like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just so like it's not quite my fuck, huge my, win but it was a win huge win and like my yeah. fuck yeah moment is actually coming let me rephrase that like my yeah. my this was the moment where i was like not only is not only can they save jack they can save dean right like this is yes. this is this is dean saving jack this is dean recognizing that jack can be saved and also saving himself in the process by not killing him and mm-hmm. that is that's a beautiful thing to see like that's amazing like the and it and it like retroactively justifies all of those times that he was super angry. Like, I think that it, it, it makes all of this build up interesting. And if I yeah. ever get around to watching 15 seasons of supernatural again, which I <laughs> I can't, I don't know. I don't know what will happen, but if I ever get around to watching all of this again, I will be more appreciative of that stuff because I know how it ends right now. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah. He tosses that gun aside. Um, and now this is where Chuck is like, oh, Jesus Christ. He steps forward and telling Dean to to pick up the gun. Um, this isn't how the story is supposed to end. Um, and now Sam is just he's just saying it outright. He's like, dude, you're playing us. He's this this motherfucker's playing us. Yep. Uh, Their entire lives, not even just right now. Everything, everything is just it's just a puppet show for from, Chuck from the beginning. Yeah. Um, and then Chuck starts bargaining. He says, mm-hmm. uh, "Sam is stupid and crazy." Uh, he tells Dean that if you pick up the gun and pull the trigger, uh, he'll bring Mary back. Uh, and Dean, like, he has a moment, and I'm getting emotional. I got emotional when I was watching it, and Dean has this moment where, because it's like, you know, if your mom can be back in your life, like, Jesus Christ, like, how how could you not take that, no matter what it is? But he recognized it as, you know, I'm going to call it a devil's bargain, but he recognized it for the, the Faustian bargain that it is. Mm-hmm. And he says, Ooh, Faustian. Uh, my mom was my hero, and I will miss her every second of my life, but she would not want this. Yeah. Um, and he goes on to say that Chuck doesn't care. You've always known this was going to happen. So why don't you just, you know, snap your fingers and just be done with all of it? Uh, and, and Sam brings it up too. It's like, you know, all this pain and the death and the fighting, like this, this isn't a story. This is, this is our lives. And, and Dean just looks at God, looks at God and tells God to go to hell. And I, this was my fuck yeah moment. I was like, this is, it's it's a good, it's a good moment. It's uh, and and it's really, it's these characters finally getting one second and they've done this kind of stuff before, but these characters getting a second to reckon with their lives with the 15 years of the show that we've watched to suddenly be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Are you kidding? Like, what? This wasn't just us saving the world. This was entertainment for you. This is, the, you've been toying with this this whole time. Everything that we've experienced, we tried to give it meaning. And right now you're basically telling me that it was nothing. It was just a show for you. That this is, But this is more than that. And I guess it's probably meta commentary on the actual show. So to Dean just say, nope, go to hell. 
it it you know it feels good and i had seen this scene before apparently as i told you i i'm watching this i'm like oh yeah i watched all this in like a short clip on twitter or something including what happens next except i completely forgot about it (laughs) (laughs) because i didn't know what was coming it's easy to forget stuff like to see this out of context would be fucking wild like what the hell would, would be even happening right um so i I, I, you know, you mentioned that it could be like a meta thing for the about the show as well, and I, I don't, I don't not think that, but man, do I not want them to lean into <laughs> yeah. that? Like, it just you, you get so fucking navel gazy with that stuff, and I, I don't, I don't know that I need commentary on Supernatural from Supernatural any more than outside of like a a special 100th episode or or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's, it's the same thing so, when they were commenting on the British men of letters and the Leviathans, like, right. Especially right. because I kind of liked the Leviathans. Like when we watched that season, I kind of <laughs> thought some of that was cool. So like, yeah. thanks for na- making me feel like an idiot for liking your show, I guess. Right. Supernatural. Anyway, right. I will, I will stop ranting. So, um, so yeah, Dean says, you know, this isn't just a story. This is our lives. So God or no God, you go to hell. And then Chuck says, fine, have it your way. He snaps his fingers and Jack erupts in light. He is suffering and he is dying. He's straight up burning out. Um, Dean is yelling out for for him to stop. Um, and then we get this really weird cut to commercial thing where Sam goes, he picks up the gun, he says, hey, Chuck, and then he pulls the trigger, knowing that it would supposedly kill both him and Chuck. Um, it shows it, it cuts to commercial, and then it comes back, but on Netflix, it's like, there's no commercial, and it just plays that scene again. Yeah, yeah, real. <laughs> it was very, very weird. Um, he, uh, They both take the bullet, shoots God in the shoulder, they bo- clips them both, Sam takes the wound too, um, but neither of them die, and then you just get Chuck standing there, he says, story's over, welcome to the end, and then suddenly, it's nighttime. This is great. This is so fucking yeah. good. I'll uh, I this get is, over uh, this. The I'll, last like three minutes of this episode kick a lot of ass. I uh, I'll get over my. Um, I have some pretty bad distaste for making a gun that's going to kill both people that doesn't work. <laughs> like it, like yeah, I feel like I, you know, and I think I think that's another thing of just um, it was all it was all Chuck's bullshit. Yeah, it was all just his his nonsense that he was really the one who was killing Jack, but. Uh, like he says to Dean, like, oh, come on, this is biblical. Like, your father killing his son. Like, it was all just this whole thing for him. Um, and so the idea of it just not working when Sam does it kind of didn't surprise me, where he's just like, no, 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 that's over. That We threw that out the window. Um, but, the, I mean, the bullet, I guess, still shoots them both, even though there's no bullet. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So uh, we see Jack is d- dead. His eyes are completely burned out, like we've seen angels die in the past. He's got the blackened wings on the ground. Um, Sam's getting up and saying that he's fine. Uh, they they talk about Chuck and and Castiel says he's a writer. Writers lie. Um, the camera zooms in on Jack's like dead eyes as this song picks up. I forgot to look up what song this is, but it's gonna play throughout the rest of the episode. It's one of these like weird. Like I don't know that I would listen to this out of this context. Like, but it fits. I the, almost the, thought the exact same thing. I would not listen to this song outside of Supernatural, but I think it fits. It fits really, really. Even well. though it's very on the nose. Yeah. The, I think he's saying like God is a liar or something like that. It's yeah, like exactly. Like it's. It seems kind of like it'd be real corny if I was just listening to this in my car or something. But like in the in this context, it really works. Um, yeah. Jack wakes up in the empty, 
And as the empty approaches him, we see Billy, uh, who was there as well, who says, we should talk. So Jack is definitely not dead. Uh, we forgot to mention Yeah, this. I was really surprised. I actually thought that he might be dead. Yes, I assume you're going to... Chuck made a comment about yeah. Billy and how he liked the old death better. And she's always sticking her nose in things where it doesn't mm-hmm. belong. Um, fuck yeah, Billy. Power move right there. I have to... I, I'm curious about... Uh, and, and this gets into like a broader conversation about lore and the supernatural universe. But like, if you're Billy and you're kind of a no nonsense death, and you have taken it over as a relatively young Reaper compared to the previous death, and you see the amount of like what has to look like an enormous waste of energy and lives that this multi universe stuff is, like she probably will have a vested interest in taking Chuck down or at least changing this. If not like Mm -hmm. getting rid of all of these other universes somehow, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like she's going to be team free will on this stuff and and season 15. Yeah, I I fully agree. It was great to see her again. I I really did think Jack was dead Um, as much as it was, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they had brought him back in some capacity uh, but we saw those burnt out eyes and I was like, yeah, that's fucking, he's dead, man. This is, this is a lot. That was dramatic. Um, going into, and then the empty comes up to him and for a second I was like, wait, is that Lucifer? Yep. I don't, I, I don't too. know what's, he makes some weird hand gesture. Mm-hmm. Something going on with that, right? Am I in then No, 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 no. You're, you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm very curious if that's the empty, like as the, as played by Misha Collins, um, and and subsequently Eric Casera in the show, or if that's like the Lucifer Terminator that we saw in a couple of episodes as they were trying to restore um, Lucifer. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And then Jack says, "What's happening?" Billy appears. We should talk. Like that was that was a very cool gotcha moment where I think that's the end of the episode. Holy shit! But no, we cut back to the boys, the guys. Excuse me, Castiel's there too. They're in that cemetery still. Um, and souls from hell start bursting out of the ground. Uh oh! Um, <laughs> and then we start like all around them. It's very, it's very dramatic. It's very, you know, uh, reminiscent of the angels falling from heaven in a way. And then we see all these monsters that Sam and Dean have hunted reappearing. We get the woman in white. We got the clown, John Wayne Gacy, I guess, um, mm-hmm. or one of Killer Clowns from season two. Not important. We see Bloody Mary, like all the iconic. Uh, monsters that they've killed are reappearing. There's some places. bugs. There's some bugs. <laughs> there's just, there's, is there bugs? Are I, there really bugs? I don't know. I mean, it could be just they could have had some mosquitoes out there at the nighttime. I don't know. But there were bugs. That's all I'm saying. It was bugs. That wormy guy from a couple episodes. Yeah, he's, 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 he's definitely back. there. Yeah, wormy guy made a second appearance. Um, he wasn't even a monster. Like he's still in the hospital, just suffering. Yeah, it's just it's just a bad it's just a bad scene all around. Yeah, I'm just here to make you feel bad, not to kill you. um the cemetery that they're in uh the gravestones start exploding and these like zombie creatures start to rise up from the ground and like castiel and dean and uh, sam are just kind of frozen in place as this horde gets bigger and bigger uh dean goes over and like pries a couple of pieces of iron off of this uh like gate and hands a piece to Sam, um, who I guess just left all of their angel blades at home, which, but whatever. Yeah, I, don't uh, know. I guess you don't need those when you're <laughs> fighting God or whatever. Can't take those know. out of the bunker. Uh, whatever, it doesn't yeah. matter. This is this is all so good. It I, actually, I don't yeah, give a it's shit. It's kind of cool that, yeah, yeah. that Dean jumps into action. He pulls the iron mm-hmm. spikes out or whatever, tosses one to Sam. Felt like a real good brother moment. Um, yeah, exactly. And just, just that one last thing as this, this horde of literal zombies starts to descend on them. Um, in this dark cemetery, this is the most like uh, Halloween video game supernatural like 
thing that we've seen in a long time. They're literally about to fight off a horde of zombies, three against, you know, the world, essentially. Um, and we end the season here. We end season 14 with this this horde of zombies descending on the guys. And we just have to wait and see what happens. Is the whole world like this? What the hell just happened? Um, is it literal end times, like from the Bible? Um this this just got me super hyped up. It you know that they always take a fast turn right into something at the final episode. Um I I kinda like the way that they did it this time. Sometimes it feels like it comes out of nowhere. Um like what do you mean this this is the new problem? But for this going from Jack to Chuck was actually a, a good twist that I felt like actually really worked. Because because Chuck showing up to help deal with Jack makes sense. Mm-hmm. So then to t- suddenly have that that heel turn also totally made sense and um, really really super. I say this a lot, but I'm very interested to see what the hell's going to happen. Me too. I uh, I, 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 I th- 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 this was so good and it turns. I like the idea of of them having to deal with the god. Um, and not just any God, but like the creator of this universe and the creator of multiple universes, because why would you as a creator create something that can kill you? Right. And how, how do you do this without, how do you, how do you operate? And I I think there's some, there there may be some lines I'm forgetting about that. Doesn't Chuck say that he's not like omnipotent at some point, like he can, he doesn't automatically know any, everything or something. So like, but at the same time, it seems like he'd be pretty easy to, it'd be pretty easy for him to find out whatever plans that mm-hmm. the boys are going to put together. And like, you know, Michael got into the fucking bunker. So, you know, that God can, I mean, God just teleported yeah. them in, like yeah. being able to remove their safety nets and all these things that they usually can do against these monsters is really interesting. And also like, Hey, it turns it into a JRPG where our goal is to, you know, group together a party and go yeah. kill God. Um, yep. I am in, just if you don't know, so most, most JRPGs, they begin with you trying to like uh, hunt a, a bad wolf in the woods or like yeah. stop a corrupt governor who's robbed a bank. Uh, and they always end with you killing God. 100%. So, um, yeah. If you're not playing video games, this, that's, that's, that's what happens yeah. in JRPGs. I, I appreciate that this is where Supernatural is going. And I can easily see some interesting stuff ha- happening next season where it's not just full villain, but more of a God Chuck trying to be like, see guys see you shouldn't you go back to you know playing by my rules and and doing things the way that you want to look how bad it is i can make it better but you got to start being cool again um but billy's in the mix man i don't know what the hell i don't know what the i i don't know what how this is going to play out because like i i feel especially because uh, chuck in this specifically said that he couldn't just restore jack's soul because souls were complicated even for him like i think we're going to go back to a bunch of like soul mechanics and wasted energy like i just have to imagine like billy doesn't mm-hmm. like to these multiple universes especially now that they've been like they're crossing over on themselves right like i'm, I'm sure that's going to just like great and she's going to she's going to want to shut all of this shit down somehow so i don't i don't know man I, i'm real curious what the fuck is going to happen yes um really really great episode season 14 we've gone back and forth on We'll talk about it more, I guess, next episode in the feedback episode. Um, much to think about because, like you said earlier, the stuff with Dean especially colors a lot of what we've seen so far. And if we had known that watching the season, it may have changed how we felt about it. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to kind of poke around and, and, and dig into it. It just it goes to show you how hard some of this stuff is to watch week to week and. Because all you see is Dean being mean to Castiel or Dean being mean to whomever. And for him to finally come across, like, 
there could be a situation where like as much as we're jazzed about Dean not being able to kill Jack and maybe having like some realizations that season 15 episode one, he's just right back to yelling at everybody. Like we don't know, but it's really mm-hmm. like, I can't imagine trying to watch this week to week anymore. <laughs> it must've been the most miserable right. experience. Like I would have hated like in the middle of season 14, I've been like, why the fuck is Dean such a goddamn dick? Like I don't, why does he just yelling at people all of the time? But again, eventually getting to the point where you realize oh okay good he's 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 being okay is nice so yes yeah good oh, stuff man i'm uh i'm another, interested another episode in the bag yeah so we we're gonna be recording um it's gonna be a while before we get to watch the season 15 but we, we're gonna have to me and chris will be able to sit for about a week uh with our thoughts on season 14 and we'll come back to our feedback episode just for you guys to know um, in those episodes, we bring in a guest and we have uh, a guest from the community coming by that I'm extremely excited about. Um, we, we talk about our overall season 14 opinions. And then at the end of the episode is, uh, your feedback, comments, um, questions, thoughts, or whatever about not only season 14, but the show in general about monster of the week, whatever. Um, so if you just want to listen to us talk about it, that first section is for you. Just listen to that. If you don't want to hear anybody else's thoughts, I'll let you know. And you can just cut it off after that. That's no big deal. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you want to get your stuff in, it's monster of the week dot cool slash contact, or just DM us on any appropriate social media platform. Uh, shouts to the patrons over patreon.com slash monster of the week. We really appreciate everybody who's been signing up over there. Uh, we'll have some, some cool stuff happening over there before long. Uh, if Chris wouldn't stop getting married every weekend, maybe we could record extra Yo, content. Listen, Jeez. Listen, if I don't get COVID, I get married. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm always catching something. You're always either catching the birds or you catching the bugs. <laughs> what that was i'm sorry anyway uh, i'm sorry everybody last episode of the podcast uh yeah we'll be back in next week with uh feedback from you guys and then after that season 15 be on the lookout for uh you know the season 15 music video happening we'll we'll have more information and um also be on the lookout for these hands oh so catch the smoke if you want it everybody all right thanks everyone love you bye Hey. Sorry for like the 30 seconds of silence you're going to have while I was squinting at my laptop trying to wait for Discord to load. Um, I'm uh, not concerned about 30 seconds of silence, Chris. Perfect. In fact, I will go so far to say that I enjoy the silence. Ooh. That that should have been our uh, season 15 theme. I haven't heard that song in a while, but yeah, that would probably fit pretty well, huh? I hadn't heard that song in a long time, too, until, you know, I don't know, years ago, we were uh, helping somebody move, and there's just music on in the background. We're sweating our asses off, and then I, you know, I walk into the house, and Depeche Mode is just blasting. Fuck yeah. And I was like, I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm panting, I'm, somebody hands me a beer, I'm like, thanks. Fuck, I love this song. <laughs> and I never thought that before that moment, but I guess I love Enjoy the Silence by Depeche Mode now. Dude, I've got the video on right now, and I am... I kind of forgot oh, yeah. about how this song just oh, is yeah. a fucking bop. It's whole thing, yeah. Oh, well, you know, dude, we should watch wow. podcast theme for something else. I guess <laughs> we should have done this. This is great. Can we oh. retroactively do podcast themes for season uh, one through nine or whatever we missed? We can do that. We absolutely can do that. It would be a lot of money and a lot of effort, and we could definitely do it. Yeah. So. Yeah.
but I am down oh. to see no. I am 100% down. Excellent. Excellent. Down like my laptop, which is far below me. I can't see its screen, so if something goes wrong, I won't know about it. Are they, uh, are you, are you laying in your bed? No, I did try. That's why I was like two minutes late coming on. I did try to like get my, there's no way to like make the mic like point at me without having to like hold it the whole time. And if I'm holding it, then I'm going to like whack it and swing it around. I'm going to get animated. You know, I already get animated enough like alone in my room. But if I had the microphone in my hand, forget about it. Forget about it. Thankfully, I have mountains of manga everywhere that I can I can use to um, stand up the the laptop on, which is helpful. Did the shelf die? I saw on Twitter that mm-hmm. the sh- that everything yeah. just broke so, and it, it dropped um, five hundred manga books on your mm-hmm. on your lap. Is that is the I shelf have, repairable? What do you what do you what are you doing over there? I have four bookshelves, um, and three of them are from IKEA. They're all like matching. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Billy bookshelves. Probably the, the, the same thing. shit that I have in my house on IKEA. It's yes, it's the perfect bookshelf for for really anything. It's, it gets the job done. Um, those are good and sturdy. Then I had one that I got at Target or Walmart or something forever ago. Um, and this is not the first time that a bookshelf has collapsed and manga has come raining down on my head. Years ago, I think I spoke on here about how I was done collecting it after yep. a bookshelf collapsed on mm-hmm. me. It really, you know, it takes the wind out of your sails. So I, I would just and I. We did some drinking this weekend. Uh-oh. At some point, I think I think I can't prove it, and I'm not making any accusations. I think one of us must have like walked into the bookshelf, and because I'm sitting here last night, just you know playing video games, or whatever, and I look over, and I was like, "Huh, that's kind of leaning to the side. That wasn't like that before." Because I had it bolted to the wall behind it, um, and so I I go over and I'm like, "Oh yeah, okay, this thing has kind of buckled." In, in the middle a little bit. So I slowly take everything off. And this is the this is the bookshelf that I tried the technique that you told me about. You said, oh, put shoe boxes yeah. like behind and then you can double double layer it. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up using PS4 games because I have so many fucking <laughs> PS4 games that awesome. I yeah. regret purchasing. Kind so of I defeating the purpose of, of letting the media be readily accessible when you use yes. a different kind of media to... Okay, but whatever. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so I'm stacking all these so there's, there's like a... a Several hundred, not several hundred. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of PS4 games on there, uh, and now there's double stacked manga because these are really deep shelves. Um, and so one by one, I take everything off. I had figures on there too, so I get it gentle. Take those away. Don't want anything to fall. I don't want. I don't want Cloud taking a tumble and hurting his little head. Nope. Um, get everything set up. I'm like, okay, no worries. I go in and I find, yep, these like these bolts or whatever they want to call them. They're they're kind of loose. I get the screwdriver. I tighten everything in. I kind of shake it a few times. Everything's locked into place. I'm good. I mean, am I? I don't know. But I think, okay, so here's here are the, the two questionable shelves. I'm just going to put light things on there. We're not going to worry about it. I get everything back on the bookshelf. Everything's looking nice. I take a step back, and then <clears throat> the entire thing fully buckles, snaps in half. Uh, and now I'm, like, desperately holding it up with one hand, taking everything off with the other oh, hand, just no. throwing mug on the floor. Because I'm like, if, I don't want this to collapse and spill everywhere. i got to orderly take everything down. Um, long story short, it collapsed, but... I was able to use the bottom half of it, mm-hmm. so I have like half a bookcase now. Okay, um, it just broke cleanly in two pieces. So and, you know, and not just a to total be, loss. Just just to rewind for a minute, just to be completely clear, <laughs> this is all Jess's fault, right? Because she got drunk and 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 threw herself into your manga bookshelf. Is that what I, I said? I just want to make sure. <laughs> is that, that what we're, I said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, just... not in those exact words, but you kind of you kind of talked around yeah. that. I just wanted to make sure that that's exactly well, the situation. Well, you know, she doesn't remember. Not doing it. Sure. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's the way it works. 
Um, she, she can't remember it not happening. And I think I just personally think that if I had hit it, I would have gone through the wall with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like you, I mean, your size 16s would have been through right. like the, right. to the next state. You would have been Rhode Island by the time it was done. So. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's, it was definitely petite chess, absolutely. To, to be honest, I actually kind of like it, other than the fact that I, I now have a sack manga on the floor. Um, I kind of like it better. It looks a little neater. Mm-hmm. It looks, it's, you know, it, it was kind of jammed in. There was this last one was really jammed in there. Um, and now it just sort of, it's a little roomier. You know what I mean? So, um, all's well that ends well. And I, now uh, I got to, Got a perfect stack to hold up my laptop while I record. I'm seriously debating. Um, Autumn and I, th- like the first night we met, she came to my apartment and her and I bonded because we, uh, like she looked at my bookshelves. I had two enormous bookshelves that were stacked with books. And she was like, oh, I have also read all of these books. Like it was an instant bonding moment, right? Um, and since then, her and I, since we've been together, we've had just tons and tons of books and we've always collected books. We've, you know, they've been around us in our house. Um, and then she got a Kindle when the Kindles came out. Her dad bought her a Kindle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then over the years, we've gotten iPads and all this other stuff. Uh, and now we don't buy physical books at all anymore unless they're like real specific books that need to be physical. Like she buys physical cookbooks. Uh, but if it's right. like, if it's, the, if it's the latest Stephen King novel, dog, I haven't seen a cover of a Stephen King novel except on an iPad in years. Yeah, you're not missing anything. Yeah, you're yeah. Not missing anything. Um, you get to that point in your career, there's nothing interesting happening. <laughs> so uh, I'm, and we still have two bookshelves. We did a big purge a few years back, but we have two big bookshelves in the living room. And I've been looking at them lately going like, I don't, ever plan on reading these books anymore and i don't want to have them anymore like they mm-hmm. just seem to be just dusty places that are just taking up space and like if we remove the bookshelves maybe we could do something fun and interesting in that corner that would be more useful space to me um so I'm, I'm seriously considering just getting rid of all of our our majority of our physical books um yeah so. i mean it's a. Uh something happens they take they take up a whole lot of fucking space and i've always liked having them around and now my manga collection is well over a thousand yeah. um and that's a that's a lot of and manga is different books. manga like it's not as easy to get some of this stuff manga digitally right like you yeah it, there, um, there, there's not it is, it is becoming more and more readily available like i was talking about slam dunk that basketball manga yeah uh as i'm starting to collect them i bought 12 volumes of 31 um, and I'm reading through them, reading through them, whatever. And then I find out that there's like five or six that are completely out of print past that point. Oh, no. Um, so now I'm like, what the fuck? Like now I regret buying these at yeah. all because I can read it digitally now. There's a Shonen Jump app. You can get all of that stuff right on there mm-hmm. for like $2 a month. Um, and I have no problem with that. But now I'm like, I have 12 volumes. Like, I, yeah, I could buy the rest and then be missing the five or six, but I don't want to do that now. I need, I need, I always say this I need to just sell stuff or donate it or get rid of it somehow because it takes up so much space and I hate having an incomplete set of something. So, well, especially now because like you'll have to go to eBay to try to find the out of print ones so that they match the existing set so that, you know, even if they go into reprint, yeah. they'll be at different covers and have different spines. Right. And uh, uh, when they did that with Berserk, oh my God, yeah. it was like, they, I, I don't even remember. It doesn't matter. They 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 reprinted a bunch of Berserk volumes, um, you know, three or four years ago. Which notoriously, Dark Horse, who does the publishing for those, everything they make goes out of print. <laughs> like that's just what they do. They do like one run, and you're like, good luck. <laughs> it's it's going fast. So thank God they're doing the hardcover Berserk Deluxe. Not only do they look much better, the actual pages look much better because it's the you know full uh, size that it really should be. Um, 
but those early volumes, I have 41 volumes of Berserk. They're just this ugly brown color with this like aggressive 90s Berserk logo. Um, and the Dark Horse logo matches on 30 out of my 40 of them. The other 10, <laughs> it's like in a different place and it so drives annoying. me bananas. Absolutely fucking annoying. I would go, I would go crazy. But yeah, I'm thinking yep. like I have a bunch of comic books and stuff and I don't know, man, I'm reading comic books on on the marvel app or you know digitally or i'm buying them from comiXology or whatever so like i mm-hmm. it feels weird because like i mean fuck amazon but we live in a society which i think we had to say in the last podcast too uh like i don't know like i, I could probably decrypt those and make them dmr drm free but at the same time i just read them like i'm kind of mm-hmm. over having the, the physical mm-hmm. thing in my hand being important to me anymore so like yeah. i had a good time reading the book i can go back and read the book anytime i want to if amazon goes out of business i will probably have some warning so i can go decrypt my entire library yeah. of amazon <laughs> files um i i don't know man like i i i just i just kind of want to get rid of a bunch of this stuff like i'm looking at my desk right now and going oh i need to get rid of all of this like i'm gonna <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna be ultra minimalist by the time I get to I turn forty five. It's gonna be horrible. It happens. It happens. That's how I'm getting with uh with games. Definitely, I loved getting physical copies of games, and now I can't believe I'm still doing this. I look at like every time I go to play a game, I'm like, oh, I have the fucking disc for that. Oh my god, I'm not I have go- to get I'm up. I'm not going and getting that out. I'm not doing that. That's not <laughs> happening. I saw it, uh, uh, and now I'm like, I just had to go get Dark Souls out. I want to play Dark Souls again, and I had to go dig it. I knew exactly where it was, but. I'm like, I for all these other games, it's funny, games that I feel like I'm not going to like that much, I'll often get digitally. Um, Which so is the opposite the of ones. what you want to do. It's yeah, the games that yeah, you want to play are... all the time that you should have digitally <laughs> exactly. available to you. I bought Shadow of the Colossus again. It was on sale for $7. And I was like, I can't, it takes it takes me an hour and a half to get the collector's edition box open for Shadow of the Colossus. It takes me $7 so to get that disc out of my out of my anime room yeah. <laughs> to put it in my so, PS5. Yeah. So... Um, <laughs> This is that's the solution I gotta go for. This is what's happening, man. I saw a uh, YouTube video today as I was uh, scrolling through YouTube, and it was one of our recommendation things, recommended me videos, and it just it was like a guy with a stupid expression on his face because that's what YouTube is now. Um, and it, the caption was, or the thumbnail title was, "I put a disc drive in a digital PS5. Did it work?" <laughs> Question oh <my> mark. <laughs> <laughs> I just sit there Did and it? looked. I just sit there and looked at it, and I was just like, I. Why are you doing these things? Like, just stop it, YouTube. I don't. I don't need you to do these things for me. I, I hate looking at YouTube recommendation. Recommended. Recommended. Dude, my recommended tab is horrible. Seeing um, recommended stuff for like videos that I like, but then you see like the thumbnail or like even just the title, and I'm like, fuck you guys. Like, I know. Yeah. I know. I'm gonna like this video. I like this channel. Whatever. But fuck you. <laughs> Dude, the uh, I know you got to get your views or whatever. You got to hustle, but goddamn it, this the is good, I hate it. The good Mario streamer, uh, who I, I watched all of his like they archive all of his Mario Maker uh, on YouTube, and that's what I that's I watch a lot of that. But every single like thumbnail is him making a really dumb expression, and he is just a pasty white guy. Like that's I mean it, it's like not taking it with him. He's yeah. he's a handsome fellow or whatever, but like he's just a pasty white dude making a dumb mm-hmm. expression. Like I, mm-hmm. who is this attracting? Like who what, who are yeah. you winning over? Is is it working? Some, I don't know. Some gamer is going to be like, I can't. What well, I got to find out what made him make that expression. I have to click. Oh my god! And it's always some. And like he's at the level where he has a editor for YouTube. I don't. And I don't know what the money that looks like or anything like that. But like, there's a person that is responsible for editing all of his YouTube videos to go on YouTube, and he gets paid for that. Which hey, great. That, that works out for everybody. But it's just like. 
like who is making the decisions? <laughs> is it the Mario streamer or is it the editor? And why are they all bad? <laughs> Maybe with creative control. Yeah, and take it away from over them. the stream highlights. <laughs> awful, awful stuff, Chris. It's awful. <clears throat> We're not prepared for the future. We really aren't. I played. Uh, I played some video games this weekend. Um, what'd you play? I uh, played and beat Mist. Oh really? So okay, yeah. Explain to me what this new what this new mist is. Is it a remake or? So it's a it's a remake um, from the ground up. I didn't realize that they have continually remade Mist many times throughout yeah. the years. Uh, it I, just I just came out on Switch like two years ago. Um, they 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 just have just been making that game. So this is the one. This is the most recent version and includes like ray traced lighting. It's got VR support, so if you want to play it in VR, you can do that. Uh, it's the first one that I played that had like full 3d controls because i played the original fucking miss like back in the day um where it was like a like a, a tiny 32 pixel by 32 pixel square in your computer yeah. <laughs> and it was amazing it was <laughs> mind-boggling the way that this stuff looked uh but everything was a pre-rendered screen so like you were looking at a thing and you would click and it would load a different screen behind it for the next room or whatever um but it, it, it had been years since i played it so it came out on game pass i downloaded it uh it it plays really well there's a randomizer in there which i think is kind of cool so you can change the puzzle solutions you know if you just want to mix it up a little bit um and it's 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 really good (laughs) like it's i mean if you like puzzle games like this is kind of the ideal puzzle game in in a lot of ways it was one of the like first point and click like multimedia adventure games which is pretty interesting i was really scared of mist as a kid did i ever tell you that (laughs) I think I think you have. I, I vaguely remember scared this about is maybe you. the yeah. Scared is maybe the wrong word, but it, it had such that like an ominous like mystery to me. It's um, it was it's it was like it was. I mean, it the way that the game was presented, like when you sat down and played it, is very terrifying. Like it just throws you into the deep end of this mm-hmm. almost mystical stuff. Especially when you pick up the books and you start reading like all of these different ages and these different peoples and all this stuff. Like it's just really. Like it just, it's just, it's, it's kind of shocking. And then you're seeing spaceships and and weird things. Like it's very unnerving. And I, even yeah. playing it today, like it's a little like kind of disturbing, almost. Like it's a little weird. I I really want to check it out again because I haven't really played it since back then, which when I was a child. Um, I know I've told you this. I used to go to computer camp. During yes. the summer, yeah. Uh, I, the last time this conversation came up, came up, I put uh, the, the, the song "Computer Camp" in, but I'll save everybody that yes. that time this time. Um, and yeah, I played it there. There was certain games that I had a really hard time like getting a hold of because the older kids were going for that stuff. Um, but I did play Mist once, and it was like fi- I had seen it on like the shelf. Uh, it always seemed really evocative, you know the the you know spooky little island and the little castle or lighthouse or whatever the hell you see there. Um, and I played it, and I didn't know what I was doing, and that somehow was really scary to me. Uh, it was like when I used to play the old Tomb Raider games. It scared the, the the shit out of me because I just couldn't figure out what the fuck to do, so everything just seemed spooky and terrifying. I'd finally figure out how to like open a door and jump over a ledge, and then there'd be a tiger there, and I'd be dead two seconds later. Yeah. Um, video games were just scary, and it was just because I didn't understand what was happening. In and, and what's weird is, like, that's... It's like, especially with Mist, like I remember it's not a horror game at all. Like there's some spooky stuff to it, but it's not meant to be scary, I don't think, as much as it is meant to be like mysterious. But I think it's real easy, especially as a kid, to kind of get like caught up in it and to get kind of spooked out by it. Like what the mm-hmm. fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say the game is absolutely gorgeous. I played on the Xbox X or whatever. Uh, it struggled, which I was like kind of amused by. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> and the... Uh, 
if you don't like, I don't know how long it's been since you played it, but like you find an age and you go into it, right? You solve a puzzle mm-hmm. and you go into a different little area. And um, the very first one that you go to is the mechanical age, and you start out and it's like rays of sunlight over a rocky surface and uh the xbox was like oh no (laughs) we are (laughs) we're gonna chug through this uh so yeah i don't know it was fun and it was really short like i think i put five or ten hours into it maybe the max so yeah i mean it didn't take any time at all uh and little guy yeah and better like it 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 saves it auto saves right before the ending so you can go get all three endings with pretty much pretty easy um I, so I will say that the th- I don't, and I don't remember this from playing as a kid. The thing that bumped me out the most is that there's quite a few audio puzzles or puzzles that require audio clues that um, I had subtitles turned on and they didn't have subtitles for. Like I think it'd be real easy just to be like, oh. yeah, like that a can noise or high pitched mm-hmm. whistle or whatever. Um, and that I, I was, I'm really, I, I get really bummed out by audio clues and puzzles like in these kind of games. So. That's my only negative. Yeah, I feel like that's way easier to miss, even if you have, like, totally uh, adept hearing. Yeah. That stuff can still really slip by you because you don't realize what you're hearing or whatever. You don't realize that you're actually hearing something. Um, Yeah, that's annoying. I don't think I played too much this weekend. For one, I was drunk for, like... 16 hours at yeah. least this weekend the other one um so i just beat trails of cold steel 3 last week i think i don't remember if i talked did about you actually it. beat it beat it are you officially done yeah i yeah i actually actually finished trails of cold steel 3 um because it's like the ending you always feel like you're like building up building up building up and then it just like keeps going for like 10 more hours at that pace and i'm always like why can't the whole game be like this because i really really genuinely love those games even though they're so slow. And that is that is just part of what it is. They're just really slow. Um, you take your time with everything. But then the last, you know, 10, 20 hours or whatever, is it really starts picking up speed. And I'm like, come on, let's keep at this pace. All right, let's do it. But it, end, it ends on such a cliffhanger that I immediately had to go and start Trails of Cold Steel 4, um, which is, you know, just kind of pick, it picks up basically right where you left off and um, back into that same format, which I usually don't go back to back with these games because they can be slow. Um, But that fucking, that cliffhanger, and I ended up explaining the entire thing to Jess. I was like, listen, there's not a, there's not a single soul that I can tell any of this to because I don't, (laughs) anyone I know who likes Trails is either, all not, in on it, yeah. It's yeah. Well, anyone, anyone I know who is, who likes Trails is either not at this game yet, or they're like way past this, and they're the ones who play it in Japanese. You know, when it originally released, they're three games ahead by now. They don't care about what happened in Trails of Cold Steel Three anymore. Um, so I just I was like, please, I know you're not going to care. I just need to explain all of this to you, and I did, and she listened, um, and then we got engaged. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted we I wanted, I was going to bring that up in the main part of the podcast, but you you oh, popped yeah. the we question. We can talk about it then if you want. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We'll we'll. I guess this is probably we're twenty five minutes in, or at least I am. Oh God. Re- recording. So. I think I was recording before you came along. Though, so we're twenty minutes in. That's Woo! that's a good amount of outtakes. I uh, real quick. Uh, Trolls of uh-huh. Cold Steel. Yeah. Um. There's always. I, th- I feel like when something ends on a cliffhanger. And then you're immediately mm-hmm. able to pick it, pick up the next thing. Um, and we're yeah. gonna experience this pretty quickly with Supernatural, I think. That like they almost always like kind of slowly start you off on the season yeah. premiere or the next game. So like you're, it, it almost works against you. I find when I'm like, I gotta rush and see the next one because that that energy isn't there, right? Like yeah, they always have to like immediately kill it. Like something's gotta happen. Yeah, like right now. If, right, you, if, so if, if you went from Infinity War to Endgame right now. 
and just like back to back, which you're a crazy person because that's like six hours of movies or whatever. But like there, there, there would be a lull right after the big cliffhanger at the end of Infinity War, right? Mm-hmm. And, and like that takes a little adjustment. So, so okay, spoilers for Trails of Cold Steel three for anybody who gives a shit. Um, the game ends with um, a character basically being like choked to death, uh, and this these games are so like. Listen, I know we're enemies and you're a terrorist, but we can still be friends, okay? It's that kind of game. Um, so to have somebody, like, get a choke to death and, like, it's, you know, it very much the ending of season four of Supernatural where, like, hey, we're going to do it the last second. We're going to pull through and everything's going to be okay. And then, oh, fuck, actually, you just let Lucifer out. It's a very similar situation. Um, and then they start the next game. And I think it's, like, a day or two later or it's, like, at the same time, you play for an hour as uh, a group of different characters from different games, um, and then it fi- you know plays the opening credits. And this character who you saw being choked is nowhere to be found. Then you play somebody's fucking dream sequence where they're remembering all this shit. But the, uh, it it was a whole lot. But you finally you pick back up, and and you've kind of dealt with some of it, but it just left it as a big giant question mark still. So I'm about five six hours into the game, and it's still kind of a cliffhanger, which is interesting. Um, interesting. Anyway, uh, I think that's. Have you seen Star that? Uh, have you seen that video going around of the girl in the front seat of the car? The video is being filmed from the back seat, um, and, the, uh, and the girl no. the girl is explaining to her mom like the plot of JoJo. Um, <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> I mean, and I don't know anything about JoJo, but it's like, and uh, then JoJo takes you know Ghostar's body and has a baby with it, and like the camera pans to the mom, and the mom is like, you could tell doing her best, like trying to pay attention yeah. to this child that is talking fucking <laughs> nonsense at her. Uh, it's very funny to me. 